What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, Hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com, or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now, we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also, make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now, let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round. We are literally outside today at Rage Rowdy headquarters, and it's as cool of a podcast setting as I've ever done. I've done a lot of stuff with radio, done a lot of stuff here in town, but never something like this. And I was like, who would the great, the greatest guest be to do something like this? And I called up my boy, Will Jones. Yeah. And um, Will happens to live very close to where we're at right now. You happen to love cigars. Yes. You happen to love Zinn. Outdoors. And, and the outdoors, and what better? I mean, scenic Hermitage, Tennessee, we might get the fire sirens going off yeah, down dude, there. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. So how's your week been going so far? My week's been awesome, man. I feel like my weeks are just blending into each other. So it's like, I look at it like the last week's been awesome, but the last year's been awesome. It's like just wide open and I love it. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been like, and now you see what the, you've, you've done touring and stuff before and you've <laughs> gone out of, out of, out of town to do shows. But when you start touring and it's like, you're in town writing, you're, you're a family man as well. Yep. And you, and then you go out on the road and you're, and you're touring. It all kind of just mumbles up to one Dude, kind it does. Of thing. You forget what fucking day it is. It's 100%. I thought yesterday was Thursday, and I kept telling everybody, I was like, hey, Mark's got a good round over at Grindhouse tonight. Let's go over to Live Oak. Yeah, this like, is a great Monday. Nuke's like, Dude, <laughs> it's Tuesday. I'm like, Oh, I know, shit. <laughs> I know, man. It's I love it, though. And it's like every time I get myself caught in that moment where I'm like, Golly, I'm busy, dude. You know, like just running, gunning, doing the whole freaking shows, and then coming home and, and loving on my baby and my wife and. And doing all that, but if I ever get like a weekend off, I'm like, man, I wish I was out on the road playing a show somewhere. You know, like I, even my wife will be like, "What are you doing home right now?" You know, like it never quits. I think it's just it's for some people and for some people it ain't. But I love it. Yeah, dude. Where were you at? You were out in Texas with Laney, right? Yeah, we were over in uh, man. We actually were over in Denmark uh, for like two and a half days. We flew over to to Odense, Odense, Denmark. With uh, Blue Foley and all those guys. Oh, you went on a blue trip. Yeah, dude. I've we always wanted to go on a Blue Foley oh, trip man, it overseas. Was, dude, it was great, dude. We went over there. Uh, flights got delayed like 24 hours. So we ended up flying out, and uh, we got over there uh, a day later. But we were there for like two and a half days doing the Nashville Nights thing, which was killer, dude. Yeah. Like, we had people coming down from Norway and all kinds of people to hang out with us and see us. So we did that, and then I flew back in and got uh, back into the States, Na- Nashville, Monday night at like 10, and then I left the next day for Texas. And then we were in Texas the rest of that week doing shows with uh, Ashley McBride and Lainey Wilson and uh, uh, all kinds of, Neil McCoy. 
you know, <laughs> dude, that's to finish it off. It was an awesome week. That's awesome. Now you've been out to <clears throat> Texas before, right? Yeah, I've been down to Texas quite a bit. Uh, we we've been down there a few times this year, actually. Uh, but God, I love Texas, man. I always say it too when I'm down. I'm like, dude, I, you know what I love about Texas is every bit of it, dude. Everything. I love Texas. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I've I've toured through a lot of a lot of different places in Texas, and Texas crowds are different. But I think it suits what you're doing with the traditional style, the traditional take on country music, and the storytelling. They really appreciate that because it's different from the Southeast. You go to a, a show, 100%. you go to a show in Georgia, and it's like it's like a rock show, or it's right. like everybody. But you go to like those dance halls, and they pop out and they dance when they like the song, and then they hop off the floor, yeah. and then they start. Then you start the next song, and then they hop back out there and dance again. Yeah, man, it's cool too. And even just seeing like the club scene change on the East Coast. You know, uh, but you're right, dude. I mean, East Coast club shows now are like rock shows, uh, and you go to Texas, man, and they all come out, and it's like it's 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 legit, dude. I mean, they come out to listen to your songs, and it's it's also fun for me because, man, like when you're playing, especially when someone like Ashley or, or Laney or whoever's cool enough to let you open the show or, or be a part, being on a show, you know, you go out in front of their fans and you're like, man, it's either going to go one or two ways here. You know, like they're, they're either going to love what I do or if they don't like what I do, then like there's not, there would be no worse place to be than on stage in front of a bunch of Texans who are not digging what you're <laughs> playing, man. Dude, I've seen that before. You know, I've seen but that thank before. God. I mean, dude, I mean, everything went over great and uh, every, Texas has been so good to me, man. They really have. And all the artists down there too. I mean, I have so many friends in Texas. I just, I just love going to Texas and playing my music. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, well, dude. let's talk about these cigars for a second. Sure, let's do it. We're smoking these these four kicks, the the bigger four kicks. We usually smoke the the little the smaller four kicks Maduros sure. from Crowned Heads, and um, you're a big cigar guy. And I found that out pretty recently, and I'm kind of bummed I found that out recently because I've been a big cigar guy. Like I was smoking cigars with my dad before I was drinking beers with my dad. That yeah. was just the culture of my my family dynamic. And Nikki T's a huge cigar guy, and yeah, yourself. Well, you, well, you know what's funny is talking about uh, talking about Crown Heads, man. Um, a good buddy of mine. Uh, Jeff Pratt and John Goolsby. Uh, Jeff's out in Arkansas now, but uh, man, they turned me on to Crownheads um, probably, I don't know, a few years ago or something. Yeah. And right out of the pandemic time, somewhere in there. And man, I found that Wabash Cannonball and I was like, what a cool cigar, you know? And I, I just love the cigar. So I went and bought a couple boxes of that, uh, thanks to them tipping me off. And I just love Crownheads, dude. They're yeah. awesome. This is a great cigar. Yeah, dude. It's it's, it's a, a great it's, size. It's, it's premium. Premium yeah. premium cigars, crowned yeah. heads. And like it's just fun to be able to sit out here in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. Like middle of the week, middle of the day. It's October. It's not it's the weather's cooled off a little bit. Starting to edge off. Yeah, which is my favorite time of Same, year. Dude. And you you got uh, you got spoiled growing up in the fall in oh, Virginia. Oh man, dude. Like, I eighty driving through I I love I eighty one. Just such a pretty drive. That's my, my gateway to get back home up to the northeast. Mm -hmm. And I have family in East Tennessee and grew up obviously a a big Hokies fan, which yeah, back dude. in the heyday of that, but like where in Virginia did you grow up? Yeah, so I was raised up in the southwestern part of the state. Oh, so of right, Virginia. so not far from Blacksburg. Like an hour and fifteen minutes from Blacksburg, hour and a half. Um, and my whole family are Hokies. So both Hell my yeah. parents went to tech, um, and I'm one of five kids and uh, four out of my four sisters, I got four sisters, and and three of them went to Tech, and one of them went to the University of Virginia. Oh wow! There's, and there's dude, always a UV. There's just always one. A, there's always a Wahoo in like every family dynamic. Got to like disrupt that. the whole thing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, she went to UVA, and uh, but I'm a Hokie man. I love it, dude. Go Hokies! And um, she was actually wearing like a Beamer Ball T-shirt when she got like her acceptance letter <laughs> to, U <laughs> that's, to UVA. That's awesome. Yeah. That was actually my first. So I've been to I think three or four Virginia Tech games. Um, 
in my life. And one, the first one I went to was the Commonwealth Cup in 2006. Oh, yeah. 2006. So I was back when they had, like, Chris Ellis on yep. defense. That was right at the beginning of the Tyrod Taylor Yeah, era. dude. Like, Tyrod, baby. Sean Glennon. Yep. And you had, like, Eddie Royal. You had Cam Chancellor. Like, yeah, man. Those Wilson, tech teams. Yeah. The, the David Wilson. This, oh, I think, dude. was uh, this, I think is, is when I got this jersey, the number was, um, this was Ryan Williams' number. He yeah, was, dude. We had so many good fucking oh, backs. man. Ryan, and, golly, what a and the tank. Ha- yeah, and the hard part about... Being a, I mean, it, it's a lot harder mm-hmm. to be a tech fan right now. Mm-hmm. It has not been, it has been tough. The last 10 years have been a little rough for us. But yeah. but even then, it was like, we had the longest active streak of 10 win seasons. We yep. were right up there with Texas and all the other big teams of that era. But we could get, we just never could get the BCS Bowl. I know. I, like That one Orange Bowl that they won, I think it was either against Cincinnati or Kansas, yep. was, was great. But they'd get to the, they'd win the ACC championship, yep. and they wouldn't qualify for like, the, the national title, but they yep. get to these BCS games. And we'll never forget that national championship. Yet. No. Oh, man. What was that, 99? 99 with, with Mike Vick. <laughs> and And that was back in the Big East days, dude. Yep, so so right. you you follow college football pretty closely? Yeah, pretty close, man. I'm, you know, I'm loyal to, to Virginia Tech, even though it's it's uh, definitely been not easy, like you said, man. For the past few years, I always, like, get really excited, watch the first game. We lose the second game. I'm like, dang, you know. But I'm still hanging in there, dude. I support the Hokies. Yeah, isn't it crazy know? now seeing all this conference expansion shit? Oh, it's nuts. Like it's nuts. You're about to have USC have to go to State College, or actually go further, go to yeah. New Brunswick, New Jersey, to play Rutgers <laughs> yeah. in a conference <laughs> game. Like, what the fuck? I know, dude. I, I I like the. And then the rest of the world is SEC. Yeah, I miss <laughs> I miss the days of those those regional rivalries. Oh, I do too. And luckily, man. we still get them in the ACC. Sure. Like the ACC, you still have it. Where it's still very much, very much like that. But tech was but even like a, Big S. I mean, Big East, man. Like I remember those West Virginia, Virginia Tech games. Oh, dude. the Black Diamond Trophy. Oh, dude. And you yeah. me- do you remember the famous last last time that they did that rivalry until they yes. redid it recently? Marcus Vick going yep. into the end zone at Morgantown, flipping yep. off the crowd. Yep. <laughs> Classy. Yeah, Marcus Vick was a damn nightmare, dude. But he, he was w- kind of a nightmare, but and, he was so talented. You know, everybody said, too, they were like, dude, they are like, he's probably more talented than Mike. Yeah. You know, and they used to stand at half court in the basketball gym, War Memorial or somewhere, and they would shoot half-court shots one-handed, like right-handed and then left-handed, then right-handed and left-handed and make them. And it's nuts, dude. I mean, even when I was in, at Virginia Tech, dude, I used to play, like, pickup basketball with the, with the football team. Oh, really? During the off-season, you know, <laughs> and it was, like, insane, dude. I mean, you know, I was, and it was a lot of fun, though. It was really fun. But. Yeah, my, I have two cousins that are um – that are so I got into I got into being a being a tech fan. I didn't go there. My uncle paid for my application to go there, but nice. I, I want to do communications and all sure. that. It just made more sense to go to college in Jersey. Sure. Um, but my two cousins that go there, um, they they love it. And yeah, like Blacksburg's what, amazing. Yeah, Blacksburg's great. And there's something about going to Lane Stadium. Oh, dude. I mean, there's no better game day atmosphere. I saw sure. Barstool recently ranked it as like one of the best tailgate cultures. Oh man, it's incredible. And I and I talked to that too, man. Like buddies of mine from all over. And anybody who's ever been to Blacksburg and Lane Stadium for like a for any kind of football game, they they always say the same thing. They're like, man, like Tech fans are so loyal. But also, like, ready to have a good time and so welcoming, too. Yeah, like, respectful. Respectful, like, trash talk, but also, like, dude, here's a beer. You know, like, hang yeah. out with us. We're glad to have here's you Here's a beer. Here's a turkey leg. Yeah, man, a turkey leg, <laughs> The dude. turkey legs that yeah. are bigger than a kid's head, bro. Dang right, bro. What's, what's it like being a dad? Uh, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. Uh, life-changing, you know, and you talk to parents all the time, and they're like, man, it changes you. It changes you completely. And you're like, okay, you know, and then... It all goes down, and you're like, okay, I get it. I see it. It's a miracle. Coolest thing ever. 
She, uh, Everly Kate, man. She's Everly Kate Jones. She's how, how old is she nine now? months old now. Oh, wow. Just like crawling around on yeah. a mission like yeah. crazy. Yeah, see, I've, I've, I've kind of come into the, come into the role of like, I'm, I'm in a, in a great healthy relationship. Yeah. And my girlfriend, Erin, has a little daughter, Charlotte, a yeah. little, yeah. little five-year-old. Yeah. And it's like, just being around a, a kid just changes you. It changes you, dude, in the best way ever. Yeah, it really does. And like, Everly's like, we call her Evie. But man, her personality's like starting to show up. Oh, that's great! And she's like, you can see her like giving little like sassy, you know, expressions and stuff, and it's just really fun. It's really fun, man. I'm having a good time. Yeah, country music, raising babies, and yeah. And how old are you? you? Know, uh, I just turned 32. Yeah, so you're you're living a, a great life. This at is third. The, that's perfect. You know, yeah. everybody. T- I mean, I think about my 20s and stuff too. You know, and I was honky tonking and running and and doing and stuff. And it's like, man, about like. From like twenty eight to like where I am right now is just really good years, man. Yeah, twenty eight's where I'm at right now. Oh, dude. And I feel like I'm starting to figure it out with like with the raise rowdy stuff. Yeah. With being being still going on the road to do festivals. Yeah. Nikki and I go to a lot of festivals and still get out to a lot of shows, but having that that dynamic that I'm in now of like find it finding a good relationship and yeah, dude. being around a little one and like getting getting my shit together. Yeah, man. You kinda get to this like really comfortable spot of, you know, you're grounded but you're healthy, you feel good, you're going and doing, and it just feels like you're kind of catching your stride. And I think most people really start catching their stride about, about 30, about 28, 30, you know, and, uh, and it's just, it's awesome, man. I'm having the time of my life right now. That's good, man. So the music, the music, dude, you've been in, you've been in the studio working on stuff, put out a badass cover of one of my favorite country songs of all time. Thanks, man. Same. Johnson City, Tennessee. Dang right, dude. I love that. Modern Day Bonnie Bonnie and Clyde. Bro, the Travis Trick cover. And and the one song that you do have out, Sedona. Yeah. Great fucking song. Thanks, man. That's one that you, because we're we're obviously at a lot of writer's rounds. We we put them on and host them. We pop by the listening room for rounds. And I remember, I think it was during Tin Pan South. Mm -hmm. Did you play over at listening room? Mm -hmm. Because we went over and saw you there. Yeah. And it's like, there's certain people you see them at rounds, and the room just kind of kind of gets quiet and gets gets enthralled with the the story that sure. the writer or the artist is telling up there, and you're you're one of those people. Oh like, man, I, it's all about the words, you know. Just yeah, tell dude. a story, country music. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, and you've been in town now for a little while, but I get being able to get in the studio and having a a team with you now that's in the Will Jones business for sure. To put out music. What's what's that all been like? Oh man, it's been amazing, and you know it's so funny. Because I didn't move to town until 2019, so I really put off moving to Nashville, man, for a hot minute. And I was like, I don't, I don't need to move to Nashville yet, you know. And I was playing a lot of club shows, and I was staying busy doing, you know, small town shows and amphitheaters and stuff like that. And man, I just got really sick of singing other people's songs and and the songs I was singing, you know, that were mine. I was like, they're not where they need to be. And so, man, you got to go where the best songwriters are, and that's Nashville. Uh, so I moved in 2019, just in time for the. The pandemic to hit, bro. Yeah, uh, I, I was less fall, than a year yeah, later. Yeah, I was fall of 2018. So yeah, I was dude. right around that same time. Yeah, and, and it was kind of cool in the sense of like, uh, not cool at all. It was the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. But <laughs> it was like, uh, it worked out in a sense because I had kind of backed off my schedule and I had shows for the rest of the year booked. And um, but I was like putting in time to like wanting to be in Nashville, working in Nashville. And so about the time that happened, I was kind of in a position of wanting to be here anyway. Uh, of course, that gave me no choice, but. It worked out good, man. I wrote a lot of great songs during COVID, and I think a lot of people kind of reinvented themselves during COVID yeah. in a lot of ways. And for me, it was kind of that opportunity of like, okay, who am I as a country artist? What is my sound, and what am I doing here? You know, and uh, and I just it gave me some time to get my head around that and just maximize every day here. So I've you know I signed a publishing deal with Universal. 
Uh, I've been with them a couple years, you know, so I've really, I've been in the industry for, you know, I call it two years, really just like on music row working every day and stuff like that. But man, we've, we've made a lot of progress, Yeah, you know, fast. And, uh, and I got some really awesome people working with me. Um, and we're over at WME, you know, they're doing great work, um, on the on the agency side of things how, how wild is and, it to uh, think back to you having to hustle and book your own shows and oh, have those dude. have those friday night bar gigs those thursday night like getting gigs wherever you can like yeah. just being hungry back in your hometown back yeah. in that back in that virginia east north Tennessee, carolina north yeah. carolina scene to now you have somebody booking shows for you advocating for you dude. doing all that bro it's gotta it's gotta it's be cool in, to look at dude, it's incredible yeah. and what's i think it's so awesome and this goes back to talking about like why it's so important important to go out there and hustle and grind yourself for for a, a while is because man when you get in that position where you have just really competent people who believe in you working working on your behalf you know uh you just appreciate it so much more and you know how to maximize it more too you just don't don't take it for granted and uh and that yeah it's incredible man i mean i get a call and and, and it's like boom you know we got this offer we're doing this or whatever and uh and it's it's really cool, man. And it and it allows me to to be more creative and have some more time to do stuff I need to do, you know, as an artist, which is awesome. Yeah, dude, it's it's big. And you, for a long time, you were one of the, and you still still are in a sense. Like, you're one of those like staples to where people want to go and see you play. Like at the local, bro. Yeah, man. Like, so we the local Nashville or um, scoreboards, yeah. like all those different gigs where it's just you you build. That's kind of a way that someone can build buzz in town. I feel for like sure. you definitely took that path of doing those regular gigs like you were doing yeah. in Virginia, but just doing them here in town. Just doing them in Nashville. And what was so cool, too, and, and, you know, everything happens for a reason, man, but when I moved to, when I got out here and kind of as the COVID stuff was was tapering off, um, man, the local just kind of became, like, a really comfortable spot for me to hang out. Uh, it's where I met so many people and so made so many friends. Um, and so it only made sense, you know, when we, we started the full band shows there on Monday nights. Uh, which we still do every Monday night. It's the only in-town gig that I do now. I love that you do that still. Oh, it's awesome, dude, because it's like, you know, I mean, for me, it's like selfish uh, in the sense of, like, that's the night that we get to hang out, man, drink a little tequila and play Keith Whitley and Haggard and Waylon and just get the honky-tonking out of our systems, man, like tellies, pedal steel guitars, fiddles, you know, and it's a great, dude, it's a, it's a badass band, too. Uh, so the music's really good, you know. And uh, it's fun, man. So I still do that, and I love the local, man. I love it. And, of course, I spent a lot of time at, you know, Nashville Palace and Scoreboard. A uh, ton of time down there. I never really did the Broadway thing. You didn't have to. Luckily, I kind of got in a position where I didn't have to, and I, and I found some venues where I could play the stuff I wanted to play, you yeah. know, that kind of represented who I am as an artist. And uh, and so, yeah, thankful for those places. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. Yeah, did you have a have a little bit of a fear moving to town about hey, I'm singing more of this '90s traditional style stuff, and I'm not Morgan Wallen, I'm yeah. not Florida Georgia Line, I'm not for sure this or that. I'm, I want to sing this style of stuff, and that style of stuff has really started to come to the forefront. There's a huge market for traditional stuff that there wasn't four years ago when you moved here when I moved here. Yeah, it seems like the demand for it's definitely increased a ton, man. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because I was, I was playing club shows and uh, <clears throat> I saw a piece of, 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 you know, the influence that Florida Georgia Line and all those guys had on, on country music and there was no denying it. I mean, it was massive. Oh, yeah. It was so huge. And so when I was playing club shows, you know, I was kind of the guy that went in there and, uh, and you know, I, I always say it like this, like even if, you know, I never really covered any of their stuff, but it's just because really it wasn't true to me. Like if I if I sang whiskey glasses, you wouldn't believe it. 
You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't yeah. sound like what I'm supposed to be singing because it's not really who I am, but um, it's great stuff. But I was already kind of like calloused, you know, to be in the, the odd man out uh, on that stuff. So when I got to town, I was a little nervous about it, but not really, you know. Uh, and it's probably because I moved. I was 27 when I moved. So I was kind of already pretty comfortable in my own skin, man, yeah. you know, with what I was doing music-wise. Yeah, and you found guys that mm-hmm. also were in the same boat that were doing their thing in their hometown. Someone moved a little bit younger and yep. talking about, like, the guys in Old Hickory, oh, talking dude, about yeah, Sam man. Banks, talking yes. about Corey Hunt, talking yes. about that crew. In fact, I met Sam, and me and Sam, by the way, Sam Banks, uh, who's just an incredible talent. Oh, one of the best. And insane. <laughs> uh, but me and Sam, are the, we co-host that Monday night show together. Oh, awesome. At the local. So it's me and Sam every Monday night. And uh, But I met Sam, actually, at our buddy Jeff's house. Uh, and him and John Goolsby were living together over in East Nashville. And I met Sam over there, who's the guy that introduced me to Crownheads. Wow. Yeah. But I met Sam over there, and, and Sam was like, who's this chump, you know? And I was like, who's this guy, dude? Like, <laughs> and then we kicked off, uh, we actually kicked off Two Dozen Roses. We were play, jamming in the living room. And we kicked off Two Dozen Roses, and we both played the intro lick and, like, one of us played the harmony line to the intro look, and the other one played the intro look at the same time. And it was like, dude, do you want to be best friends and go play karate in the garage or whatever? You know, it's like <laughs> immediately we're like, yeah, dude, we're, you know. And so I met those guys. And of course, that was reassuring, dude. Like, you're finding some cats who are really into like Haggard and, and country music. And man, there's so many now. Um, but it was, it was a blessing to meet those guys for sure. Yeah. yeah, and and even on the female side, there's oh, folks, May Estes. May Estes, come SJ, on. SJ McDonald. SJ, what a rock star. Yeah, dude, and and me and May, it's funny. We spent like the last like three weeks. Y'all together. said that because I yeah. I was very thankful. I was able to have you both mm-hmm. on our or all three of you on our on our um, anniversary show at Live Oak. Yeah, dude, I appreciate a, you having us. That was yeah. a big that was a big big night for us, and we yeah. wanted to fill it with guys and girls that we believe in that are that have been in the family that were playing rounds with us during yeah. COVID that have kind of been there since the get go for us. But yeah, I remember you and May both May walked in. And she's like, I've spent so much time yeah. with old Will Jones <laughs> dude, lately. We have been hanging bro we went to denmark together like we were on a plane together for like 24 hours total <laughs> then we got back and i was like all right well i'll see you in texas she was on the laney show down there yeah uh which was actually really cool i actually ended up introducing her at the laney show which was cool the radio guy or whoever was doing the introduction like disappeared and so they were like who's gonna you know we got somebody's got to bring may on you know like she's doing this huge killed it full band set as may always does man just a freaking rock star you know and i was like and uh, my wife had flown down for the show, and she was like, we'll do it. You know, and I was like, <laughs> all right, dude. So I just, like, ran back out on stage and hyped him up and brought May on, and that was really fun for me, too. And, yeah, but, dude, she, yeah, she's so good, man. SJ is also just incredible. And another uh, Virginia. Yeah, another Virginia native. Yeah, what? And this is something, too. Because Virginia's yeah. gotten a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot more hype and a lot more eyes on it here recently. Well, you know, it's funny because, I mean, in Nashville, you know, and it still is, it was, you know, predominantly like Georgia, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and stuff like that. And there were, you know, Virginia, there really wasn't that many of us yeah. uh, from Virginia, um, you know, or even North Carolina, not a ton, you know, which I'm, I, I was raised like a mile from the state line in North Carolina. Oh, wow. So you're right out there. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like 45 minutes north of Winston-Salem uh, and like 15 minutes above a little town called Mount Airy, North Carolina. So I was in a community called Cana, Virginia, but it was like a mile from the state line. So I was really North Carolina oriented a lot, you know, and that's where I went and did a lot of shows and stuff. But, um, but man, you know, we were all raised playing bluegrass music 
You know, and that's what I did my whole life. So I, I can see that when you you're see, when, you, when you're on the guitar, bro. Yeah, I feel like you've you've got the voice, you've got the song, but the the guitar picking, bro. <laughs> you are a guitar picking son of a gun. Well, I you, appreciate you. It, man. Well, that's what started. Yeah. You know, that's where I got started, dude. I was just obsessed with guitar when I was young, and it was bluegrass. It was bluegrass music. You know. Yeah, they do such a good job of bringing kids along. Yeah. in that world, like it is such like a family. It is like it's it's a, it is literally a family tradition. Yeah, and if, and if you think about it too, like roots music wise, I mean that's culturally how it's always been, right? You know, it's always like family oriented, like a cultural upbringing, and and that's how bluegrass was for me. My dad got me started and, and taught me how to play. He was a who's incredible, you know, and uh, and so yeah, man, it was all bluegrass, and so now you're seeing this like uh, which I I'm so happy about. You're seeing this huge uptick in demand for. Like mountain sound, mountain music, you Bro, know, like Charles Apple. Wesley Goblin, my dude is killing it, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. even in like a lot of like the Zach Bryan stuff and everything else. I mean, there's like a, a lot of that, what I would consider to be like mountain Celtic folk influence in there. Yeah. And it's like storytelling, dude. I mean, you know, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And you've, you've got like the, the Oliver Anthony stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. Was it's like, it. and it's like, that's just a guy like growing up in the mountains. You have to know the Virginia guy. You have to know guys that are like that. For sure. Like he, Went to high school with him, man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Like there, it's just the, the evolved, like Georgia has been able to say what it wants. Like the folks from Georgia, Alabama, Absolutely. Texas, Mississippi have been able to do that for a long time. But now it's like the, the voices are being heard from the guys and girls that grew up in Appalachia that yep. grew up around coal mining culture around factory yep. culture like it's yep. that's right, it's, man. it's a beautiful place to grow up but there are some dark sides oh to dude it, man. oh it's yeah incredibly dark sides but really beautiful i mean i miss it every day especially like you said this time of year man oh dude because we get all seasons yep. really evenly back home um and so this time of year man it's like already cooling down it's deer season like here it's like i mean my buddies are going deer hunting and it's like 90 degrees i'm like god i just don't <laughs> think i can do it man no, yeah i just don't think i can do it uh so, I, man, it's, there's no more, I mean, there isn't a more beautiful place to grow up in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains there in Virginia. But, yeah, dude, Oliver's killing it. It's, man. It's wild just to see. Talk about overnight. Bam. <laughs> Whoa. And what I love is that the audio of that song is just the video. Yeah, it's just the video. It's like you hear the woods in the background. Dude, like, it's because, man, like, people want that. People want real. I don't blame them. I do, too, you know. Yeah. People want to be like, I hear that guy sing, and I know him. And that's like somebody that if he came over to my house for supper at night, like I wouldn't be weird at all. You know, like I know that guy. And that's, and I think that's what Oliver Anthony's done. Like anything that feels authentic and real and raw and not perfect, people are like, they, they're craving it, man. I am too. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like people are finding that in your music, even though, I mean, you're working with some incredible, you still, who are you working with producer wise? Yeah. So Bart Butler yeah. produced all this stuff. Bro, yeah. That is, that yeah. is a huge deal to be working with a guy like Bart Butler. hundred percent. Yeah. He produced all the John party stuff and, and he's just had a great career. I started out, I mean, he's done song plugin. He's, you know, been in publishing. He's done every angle of it. Um, but yeah, he produced this stuff that we're doing. Yeah. And I think it, you know, and what's cool about working with Bart is like when we get in the studio, I've got full range of like freedom, you know? And so I'm in the booth with the guys going down and man, the band we had was just insane, you know? And, and, but being in there with those guys going down on guitar, building guitar parts with, with players like Rob McNelly, you know, and stuff like that is just, they don't get any more fun than that. So I, I think a lot of that shines through on these, at least I hope it does on these tracks. No, I think it definitely, it definitely does with Sedona and I can't wait to hear the rest of the Oh dude, we got another one coming. When's it? When's it coming? The thirteenth, man. Oh fuck! Like, like not this soon. Friday, but next Friday. 
Okay, so that'll actually be when this episode comes out. Dude, that's awesome. So, so what's the song? Yeah, it's that's- a song called Whiskey Sippy. Whiskey Sippy. Yeah, man. And it's swampy and like Delta River Pirates, like mean as shit. Whiskey Sippy, dude. It's cool. I've definitely heard you play this out. It's a cool song. I love it. I wrote it with Davis Corley and Lee Starr, who I wrote Sedona with. Yeah. And, uh, man, we always just, when we get in a room together, we always just, like, pick up a Rezo guitar or something, and we end up in some kind of weird, like, I don't know where this is going at all, but it feels good. You know, let's see where this happens, what happens here. And that's what happened with Whiskey Sippy, dude, and I love it, man. So we're dropping that song October 13th, uh, and that's the first of many. We got a bunch more coming after that, too. So we're we're just kind of slowly just you know dropping some breadcrumbs out there, and then we're gonna it's gonna be full, full force, baby. Bro, thank you for putting music out because you're one of those guys. Like during during COVID, I was sending back and forth like, and mm-hmm. even like I I guess post early post COVID, where I where I had friends back home or just friends around town where. The only way you were able to show like a new artist to somebody because they didn't have music out yet was through the shit you were putting up on Instagram sure. or like or like a story of you and the guys playing at the local or playing sure. at scoreboards. So like to have music out now, where I yeah. can like check out my boy Will Jones. Yeah, dude. Well, I think it's a time, man, and I think that's the way it is now. Like when, I, especially when I'm going out playing shows, man. You know, you step on stage and then you step off stage and you've got you know, 150 or 200 new followers on your social media pages and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I owe, I owe those people my time, you know, like they're cool enough to support my music. Like they deserve a piece of me, you know, not just on stage. It's like, I want to give it to them on social media and I want to, uh, and I want to give them music, which is the main, the main thing, you know? So yeah, we're releasing that track the 13th of October. And then we got a, another one coming right after that. And then first of the year, we're picking it up and 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 knocking them down, dude. So hell yeah, I'm guessing touring's coming through as well. Yeah, man, we got agent. a bunch of cool shows uh, lined up. We're we're pretty much full for the rest of the year. I think we've we've. Uh, it's so crazy, I, you know. And I was laughing the other day. I was like, dude, I wouldn't have booked me, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, through word of mouth and our live shows, um, it's it's turned out great, man. And we've just been so blessed to to have artist support um, like Ashley McBride, you know, and Lady Wilson and people like that letting us well, come out and do some shows with that, them. And that's, that's the, that's the family. And that speaks to your yeah. character and your ability to just be you and hang. And like yeah. Ashley McBride's story starts at the local. Like yeah. she, she spent years being, that that's was, right. that was her, one of her weekly gigs was playing music, playing freak show, yeah. playing the different and events. She's got the bluegrass her. side to her too. Yeah, and, she does. Uh, man, no, there's no cooler chick, dude. And more authentic, man. And her band is dope, oh, too. Dude. Chris and those guys. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> another one. I grew up playing bluegrass with Chris. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I didn't know he, he was came, like a... I, I mean, didn't know he came from a bluegrass background. Oh, yeah, dude. A bluegrass mandolin player, guitar player, and everything, and just a, a monster. That, I had no idea monster. he did bluegrass. That's fucking oh, cool. Oh, dude. Monster player, man. Uh, songwriter, singer, all of all of the above. Her whole band, dude. If y'all haven't, if anybody that listens to this have has not went to an Ashley McBride show ever yet, go. It's insane. Like, her band, her show, every bit of it is, like, just awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah and it kind of walks a similar line that I'm aiming at as far as, like, how do you interject this, like, authentic, raw, you know, bluegrass uh, edge to like you know what kind of a rock and roll swampy and like country damn music uh setting in a show you know and i mean they do that really well uh so it's yeah so people like that supporting us man we're doing we're doing more dates with ashley uh at the end of the year i know we're doing charleston west virginia charlotte north carolina which is going to be a blast both those shows are going to be so sick how many how many you've you've had to have seen some shows and played smaller gigs up in those cities oh yeah for sure man i used to in fact i remember 
going up through West Virginia, man, uh, playing some playing some music and stuff. And and like at that time, like uh, I know one time I stopped in at a brewery in Princeton, and Charles Wesley Godwin was playing. <laughs> uh, I found a picture the other day of this, you know, and uh, and he was playing in there, man, and he was like grinding, dude. I mean, really working his. T- that dude it deserves everything that he is getting and more, you know. And so like I popped in to see him and like have a beer, yeah. And then like cruising on up through West Virginia, playing shows in Virginia, North Carolina, and outside of Charlotte and Winston Salem and everywhere. So it's gonna be really fun going back around those towns, you know, with with Ashley uh, yeah. hitting these. And we're doing Baltimore, Maryland, bro, uh, last night, nice. and we're. Uh, we're in Vegas the week before that. For, You're in Ve- have you ever been out to Vegas? Yeah, man. So I've been out there the last two years. Oh, NFR stuff? Yep, National Finals Rodeo. Um, but year before last was the first time I'd been. That's a crazy town. I've dude. never been. I want to do oh, a race. Dude. Nikki's Matt, been. because What are you doing? Nikki comes from a line of, of people that love, like his family, they, they enjoy slots and they mm-hmm. enjoy card games. And so Nikki's taking family vacations as a kid to out Vegas. to Vegas. And he's he's got a few years on, on both you and I. He's in his yeah. 40s. So he's taken trip, bachelor trips out there and done all that. Sure. I've never been to Vegas. My girlfriend loves it out there. So it's I, awesome, I, dude. I want to get out there. Like three days. Three days. I, that's what I'm calling it. If anybody listens, like, disagrees or tells me whatever, like, what's your opinion? I, my vote, three days in Vegas is plenty. Uh, because, dude, it never sleeps, man. It never stops. And you're, like, in there, and you're like, oh, man, I'm playing blackjack or whatever, three-card poker. And then it's, like, four in the morning, you know? And you're like, man, I'm, like, dizzy because I've been staring at cards for two hours, and now I'm going to get a steak, and it's six in the morning. There's people, like, drinking liquor over at the bar, and you're like, what's going on, dude? It's Vegas, you know, so but it's a, also a really, yeah. just really cool town. Is that a show with Ashley out there? No, so we're actually doing, that's like shows for me. Oh, fuck yeah. Yep, doing uh, for National Finals Rodeo, and we'll be doing, we'll be doing a few nights in Thomas and Mack Center at uh, the Cowboy Corral stage, they call it, which is inside of Thomas and Mack. Uh, we're doing three nights, I think, there, um, and we'll play right before the rodeo kicks off, um, and then we'll actually, I think, come back and do a set after the rodeo's over, uh, so that's a killer that's a killer show. And then we're doing Cowboy Revival um, and some other stuff out there with Rocky Mountain Elk, and, and it's going to be sick, dude. Dude, that's not a, bad awesome. way to, not a bad way to close. That's the end of this year, right? Yeah, I think like the last the last two weeks of the year is like Vegas and then on the road with Ashley. <laughs> not a bad. And then Sayonara until January. Yeah, not a bad way to close out no. what has been a very productive 2023 for you. It has, man. It's been This year's been really good to me, man. We've, we've definitely... Uh, we're not letting the grass grow under our feet by no means. So when you're not doing music, I know you spend spend a lot of time with with your girls. Yep. Um. What are you What are you doing? Like, oh, dude. Like, what am music? I into? Yeah. Like, oh, what are dude, you into and shit, bro? So I am. Uh, I'm into so many things that I don't have time to do. I'm guessing hunting. Love to hunt. Uh, got into turkey hunting a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and that's kind of like eating me up. You're talking about muscadine bloodline boys, you know. Um, same. Love it, dude. I love turkey hunting just because I'm learning so much and still like I feel like that's one of those like just figure it out over the course You'd of a lifetime. Appreciate this. Last night we went and watched went and watched the boys over at Scoreboard. Yeah. Um, Nikki and I went. We had to go for the the first Tuesday Tuesday night at Scoreboard plus yeah. post release. Yeah. And um, I went up there and was a little bit of a wise ass, but he did it. Yeah. Um, I paid twenty put twenty bucks in the tip jar. I looked at Andy and I was like, give me a good turkey. Gobble. Give me a turkey call. Uh, yeah. And then um, and then I had him I had him play um, like one, one foot in the door that he wrote with Casey. Yeah. Yeah, what a great song that probably doesn't song. play a whole lot anymore. But yeah. he explained to the whole crowd. He's like, "This is the the owl hoot that you do for this. And yeah. This is my gobble." And then he gobbled. And he can it do it, awesome. man. Oh, he can. I had him on like episode three or four, one of the first episodes I ever did of this podcast yeah. years ago. 
and we had him do it on uh, on the podcast. We had him gobble and shit. It was nice. fucking wild. But yeah. so you like turkey hunting? Love turkey hunting, dude. I'm I'm really big into fly fishing. Okay. So random, but dude, I got into fly fishing like ten years ago. Can you do that out here? Is that something that's man, more like you can, out west? Mostly out west, or you know, man, there's incredible trout streams on the east coast, like. Northwest North Carolina's covered in them. Uh, East Tennessee, you know, you got South Holston and Watauga River out there. That is really world-class trout fishing, you know. Uh, but, dude, I got into that like 10 years ago, and it's kind of like everybody makes this assumption. It's it's, tr- it's like bow hunting kind of, you know, but fishing. It's like really raw and super difficult, and there's all kinds of science that goes into it. And you're like tying flies and all this stuff. But, dude, there's been, like, a huge trend. Kind of like craft breweries and stuff, you know, kind of blew up. Yeah. Like, the fly fishing world kind of, it kind of happened with that, with the fly fishing world, too, about the time I got in it. And uh, so I got eat up with fly fishing. You know, you can do it out here on Caney Fork and Cumberland. And I got buddies that chase striper uh, and stuff on fly rods, which is gnarly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, of course, at the be. coast. Uh, yeah, they're catching, like, giant stripers on fly rods. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, but, man, fly fishing, I love to hunt. I love anything outdoors, dude, which I don't get enough time to, to get outdoors, you know. Um, have you tied it into touring at all when you've been out west? Have you been able to do that yet? Because I know some, a lot of guys will do that. Some, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people play golf and stuff, you know, and I, I like to play golf some. Um, but, man, like, I'm such an outdoors junkie that I'm like, man, if I am if I got spare time, like, and I can go get in a river somewhere or get in the woods or something, I'm all for that. But that's definitely a plan. Like, moving into next year, I, I already carry, like, a fly rod with me everywhere I go anyway. Um, so if we are ever getting out to like Colorado or anywhere like that, dude, I'm for sure tossing yeah. some flies. Yeah, and you said you were out, you were over at University, you know John Pierce. Oh, dude. So was, I was gonna say John is a so a I actually wrote with, wrote with Pierce yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, man. So I love that guy. Yeah, I do too, man. What a salt of the earth, hilarious dude. Yes, uh, we've got some really funny stories. Definitely, and, and he's and he's a man that's been through it all. Like that's a guy oh, you yeah, can man. learn from. That came to town, did the artist thing for a minute, record and deal. has just had some been done the record deal yep. thing, done the not on the record deal thing, and yep. just been a, a a hit maker of a songwriter yep. and just a stand up dude. He is, man. He's just fun to be around. That dude just makes me laugh. Man. Yes, he does. Yeah, we. I spent some. I got to know John when I was when I was out with Trey on the Kid Rock tour. We did a. Um, we rented it, we rented out a bus and we brought out some writers and it was John John Pierce, Adam Craig, and Matt oh, McVe- and Matt McVeigh. Yeah, dude, McVeigh, baby. And Matt Matty McVeigh. So yeah. it was the it was the three of them, myself, Trey, and our bus driver Bobby Lee, who was just a. I like Bobby Lee already, man. Bobby Lee, it. Bobby Lee's the guy that you drive up through the Northeast, and he puts a you get you get to, you can pull over to fuel up, and you see that there's a piece of paper over the license plate, and I'm like, Bobby Lee, what are you doing? He's like, We don't pay no tolls. I'm like, <laughs> All right, Bobby Lee, <laughs> my dude, dude. He's like, Right, there's the right way, the wrong way, the Bobby Lee way. You don't start no shit, there won't be no shit. I like it. <laughs> kind of got me fired up right there, dude. Bro, just listen to that. Yeah, dude, he was he was there was there was like pieces of spare wood like outside one of the venues. I think it was up in uh, Massachusetts. And he took, he saw the wood there and then we went inside and we're chilling out, whatever. And I come back out and Bobby Lee's got the wood and he's building a shelving unit in one of the bays of the bus for all of his shit. He's like took the wood, like the, the empty Don't mind pallets. me. Yeah, and he's just he brought his he has a little toolkit out. Right. He's up he's out there sawing wood. I'm <laughs> just like, doing some carpentry work real like, quick, dude. Bobby Lee, what I the love fuck? It. Yeah, so that's how I got to know John was on that That's weekend. who you want driving your bus. Dude. I got to know John Pierce and Adam <laughs> Craig and Matt McVaney on a on a on a run of kid rock shows with Bobby Lee driving. That's sick. <laughs> What a great group of people, dude. What a dude, cool hang. They love their they were drinking they were drinking uh, box wine. 
big that doesn't box surprise me. Box one guys because Trey was like, "Hey, go out and get some, go out and get some like tequila and sure. some Fireball and some this and that." They didn't really touch any of that stuff. They just drank. Their, they showed up with their own box wine, and you they were like, were just, "We're good." They were just slapping the bag because <laughs> when you're out on the road as a writer, you're not have, you're just writing during the day, and then when the show's on, you're oh, just it's the chilling. best. You're just chilling. We went out and did a few few nights with uh, Randall King. Oh, bro, they, those are some good boys out there. Oh man, they are. And what was so cool about it was being an artist, but also being a songwriter. I was like, dude. We got done writing, and I was like, I don't have to go to work tonight. You know what I mean? Like, I can just hang out and watch the show and, and just enjoy the hang. And so it's really fun, man, when you when you do that. I love it. Yeah, and Randall's, uh, his show's awesome. Oh, dude, it's awesome. incredible. Yeah, incredible, dude. How'd, you, just, yeah, how'd yeah. you get to know him? Was that through the palace and stuff? Man, I'm trying to think about how I got to know Randall. I think I got to know Randall through some of his, some of his team, like Scott Gunner and some of those guys, um, and just mutual friends, I think, is how that happened. Uh, but dude, just a man, a great guy, great band, great music. Um, I know he just cut some new stuff too. Um, I think he might have cut one of one that I wrote there. No shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. We'll see. If, you'll know if it's if it's on there or not. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you? But yeah. Do you have a hard time being a writer and being an artist when you're writing when you're in the room as an as an artist or for in the sure. room as a writer? Like, cause I feel like that's a balance. It's a weird balance, and and it's a. And what's crazy about it is like a lot of, you know, everybody, a lot of times when you get in a room, we were talking about this yesterday. It's like, man, they want to write for you, you know, and you're like, dude, I'm all about writing for me, you know, but like I also love writing stuff for other people, man. You know, like that's part of the fun of, of writing songs, you know, so uh, I, I try to balance it best I can for sure. Yeah, because I've I've heard that from other people before. Like yeah. it is, it is a bit of a, it can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, like, you're doing good on that cigar, bro. I know, dude. I'm kind of like knocking her down, ain't I? Yeah, I'm moving pretty good too. I'm just talking a whole lot. That's all so right, that's dude. It is a podcast. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll sit through. I'll I'll smoke like two or three cigars back to back to back. If For we sure. go to Smokers Abbey or something, like I'll just. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a smoker. I quit. What's I your quit. favorite? Uh, what do you like to pair a cigar with? I guess it depends on the cigar. Or for what? me, it's for me it's coffee because I don't drink yeah. anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm seven years sober, so yep. I can't. Coffee I, I can't, or like a good carbonated water, or like yes. a Topo Chico or yeah, something. Yeah, a good Topo Chico. Yeah. Uh, those Delta that Delta Nine Seltzer. Yeah, I had one of those inside. I was thinking about grabbing that yeah. to have that with this because yeah. the nicotine and that together would be like whoa. Yeah, but. man. <laughs> a lot of people too like uh, for me like a good like Resposado or like a good tequila. Yes, is really good. A yeah. lot of people go straight to like bourbon whiskey wine and stuff like that but for this from, time of year it's good but in the summer if you're having a stick i can see yeah. why tequila would be the way to tequila's go tequila's good man it's light and crisp yeah you know uh but yeah man so super into fly fishing into hunting into hiking outdoors in general i just like be, i'm just healthier outside you know and of course i grew up just living in the outdoors you know all the time i had like a, a really awesome childhood you know a little huck finn childhood where just it was awesome just running around barefooted and living in the woods yeah, and what, what's it like going I to high school it, out there like what is because i grew up in, in a suburb of new york city oh yeah so we had well, i'm from carroll county, carroll you know, county so we had one high school for the whole county one high school for whole county yeah and uh probably like a 20 minute commute or something like that um but it was awesome man it was i mean just a great really great way of life you know, laid back and easy, and and uh, I miss it all the time, dude. Uh, it was awesome, dude. I mean, you know, the same twelve guys played every sport. You know, because it's like we got to have a football yeah, team, we got to yeah. have a basketball team. Yeah, you know? How many did you play? Uh, man, basketball was really like my my favorite. That was my bigger my bigger sport. Uh, but I like ran track. Um, you know, did a bunch of stuff like that. There's an Amber Alert. There it is, man. <laughs> I don't know. If, oh wait, it's on my phone now. Stay tuned. Uh, oh boy. 
Oh, it's just a test. It's yeah. not even an alert. What a, a waste of my time. It's a damn test. What a waste of my time. Bu- thanks, thanks, Apple. Yeah, I appreciate that. Jesus. But yeah, so you know, <laughs> any any of that stuff I'm super into, man. I love like all kinds of stuff. My wife, like, you know, I'm sure she gets really tired of it, but I just get fixated on and th- probably just super ADD. Yeah, but I like, too. When I get done like writing or I've been on the road and I've been like super uh, you know, being on all the time and like when I'm decompressing. I'll fixate on things for like two like, or three weeks at a time. Like what? Like one time, this is <laughs> this is so stupid, dude. Like one time, I got really into watching these videos of like dudes replacing boot soles. It's it's cra- weird. Like the bottom of the boot. Yeah, which I mean, there's a name for that. Like a, a what, somebody knows the name of what that is. Like you know, there's like hat stores like a haberdashery. There's like dudes that do that, right? You know, like boot repair and stuff. And for some reason, I got to watching these like YouTube channels of like dudes like repairing these old soles and like old Red Wings and stuff. Really random. I got really into like uh, EDC, like everyday carry, like knives, uh, like wallet, and all that stuff. I don't know why. Like this is the <laughs> random stuff that I fall into. Well, how many how many pairs of boots do you own? Like, yeah, I got you... a, I got a bunch of boots. Yeah, for I sure. I was gonna say they probably send you boots at this point. Uh, I haven't gotten Have any you gotten free. A boot deal yet? I haven't gotten a boot deal, man. But I uh, I am working with some cool clothing companies and really? stuff right now. Yeah, man. Uh, Coms Ranch hooked me up with a bunch of stuff, which is cool. I love Coms. Uh, Snaps Clothing Company. I was just on the phone with those guys. Uh, they're based out of Texas. Snaps Clothing. Um, and if you look on my Instagram, you'll see some of their shirts and stuff. But, dude, they're doing some really killer stuff. But I haven't got any boot deals yet. I've been, you know, floating we need, around. We need to get you a damn boot deal. I know, man. I'm wearing, I like, wear them out. Like what, like, what are those? I don't even know what these are. These are like old python snakeskins, man. I've been I've been rocking the snakeskin deal, man, for a long time, for probably 10 or 12 years. Uh, but I, I wear these, and I wear ostrich, and... And stuff like that, but uh, these might even be like some old Dan post or something. I don't They're know. nice, man. yeah, some dude, cool fucking boots. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a bunch of boots, you know. But we're we're in them every day. Uh, yeah. But dude, yeah. So I just like fixate on like the most random stuff, and I think it's just a way for me to like decompress. Of course, I watch a ton of like mini documentary, like you know Yeti style uh, videos, um, and I really love all that stuff. Like, of course, nowadays, you know, you're you're having to figure out how to like film and take photos you like do all this stuff you know before you get a team around you yourself you know so i love watching you kind of learn to respect like when people are doing really high quality stuff you know yeah absolutely yeah the the, the documentary stuff's interesting too like i watch a lot of watch a lot of um those like netflix documentaries like i watched one on uh the other day nikki just had it on i'll come over here and nikki and i are are or we're we're 420 friendly so you never know what the hell's gonna go on over here and and there's people recording downstairs and there's merch (laughs) filming out of there it's just chaos over here yeah but we were watching the um the gamestop documentary of like when gamestop like the the economic shit and that stuff i don't understand but it was like interesting you crazy dude shit yeah yeah i love that stuff any kind yeah. of random and then the sports documentaries like i was sure. like too like they just put one out about uh about florida state yeah i haven't watched it yet which i haven't watched yet either it yeah. was on it was on at the bar yesterday yeah. um like in the background but obviously you're not you're not listening and watching that when you're yeah, in the bar um so um as far as being in Nashville, what are some of like, your, your favorite spots that are here in town that you like going to? I know the local and the local scoreboard. scoreboard Nashville Palace is pretty much like the three. What's, what's like one that I wouldn't that I wouldn't I wouldn't think of? That's like uh, a spot where you be a weird spot to find find the Will Jones. <laughs> oh, dude, in rare in the wild in the siding. Uh, man, I love Music City Bar down there. It's right across from Scoreboard. I love that you have three different bars right there. Just in general, just, right there, dude. I just and all three bars are different. They are. It's I tell like, people all the time. I'm like, dude, if you're in Nashville. Just go to Music Valley across from the Opry, and you got three really badass bars right there. Yeah, and they're all super unique. 
Oh, they're all very unique. Yeah, but man, Music City has got some of the best country music in town. Dude, the old heads in there. Yeah, are dude, just... incredible, man, <laughs> incredible. So that's kind of like my my go tos. You know, sometimes I get over to East Nashville. And when I first moved to town, I went over to like Honky Tonk Tuesday, some you know, yeah. check that out. Yeah. Uh, but now, as far as that goes, man, really the local pretty much is like my hometown bar in Nashville. Yeah, have you been out to the one? Has the one in Hendersonville opened up yet? No, but I think they're getting pretty close to it. Um, so that'll be awesome, dude. Everybody in Hendersonville can definitely use that too. I feel like. Yeah, it'll be cool. The it's cool what Jeff's done and oh, all yeah. that, and just seeing different bars that are in town moving to adding second locations. Like Live yep. Oak's about to open up one on Second Avenue. Yeah, oh, I didn't on know Broadway. That. No joke. Yeah, Live Oak's gonna be downtown with all that chaos. Like, yeah, man. Wow. So they're about to have Midtown and downtown. Oh wow. Which that'll be Tim which, Roof status. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And then, what do you like? What do you like to eat around here? You big barbecue guy, being a being a Virginia Carolina guy. I do like, love man. North Carolina style barbecue. Of course, you know all my Texas friends. You know they'll hold that one against me, <laughs> but uh, I don't mess with the brisket, man. When it comes to brisket and stuff, it's definitely all all about some Texas barbecue there. But uh, I love I love barbecue, dude. I love a good steak, man. You know I'm pretty predictable in that sense, but man, I also really just really love a good cheeseburger, bro. Yeah. Like, I think I figured out, it took me this long in my life to figure out that, like, cheeseburger is my favorite food. Because really? it's like I crave it more than anything else, you know? And I try to eat healthy and work out and stuff, but, dude, I freaking love a badass cheeseburger. Sound like Randy from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I don't know bro. if you've ever seen that. I love that like, show. Dude, I do too. I know. I might have to go back and revisit that one. Yeah. Really. I love a good cheese. Yeah, so we eat around. Man, we cook a lot at the house, you know? I got, That's like, a good. Blackstone and uh, grills and stuff so you ever you make know. fried rice on that thing yeah dude like the hibachi stuff yeah like bro. smash burgers man <laughs> uh my neighbor had some elk burger Ooh. so we did elk smash burgers one night yeah. with like horseradish mustard and stuff yeah. it was so sick i did have to come over i did a food review at um as we pop around and do those we mm -hmm. have our new series it's called tried that in a small town with matt for we're on the road so. i freaking love that dude <laughs> so we me and nikki when we're going to these festivals we pull over to the little towns but we were up in uh we went to the eric church concert yeah. up in cincinnati and we were just tailgating out there and the guys next to us just had elk burgers no way. so i did a review of, a, of an elk burger with, with some, it was it was fucking delicious it's good right it was great yeah know, man yeah elk bison all that like get meat. your joe rogan on dude dude absolutely that guy eats a lot of he gets all, a lot of elk. All kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah all kinds of different, different styles. He's like ayahuasca and then elk burger. Yeah, that's a hell of a combination. I don't know if I could do all that. I think I'm 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 a four twenty and have the munchies help me. I don't know if I need if I need all that stuff. Like it's I got crazy, friends that dude. are like I got friends that are like into the mushroom Golly, shit. Like, yeah. I've tried it, but it's not it's no. not like something I like I I have friends that eat mushrooms and then go out. Like I can't like I can't imagine eating like gnarly doing that and then going out to the bars dude. and stuff. And you know what's funny and I and actually like I was I was talking to somebody about this when we were in Texas. I was like, it's funny, man, when you get really busy too, um, you don't like, I don't even really drink yeah. anymore, you know, ever. And it's like, you get too busy because you're so busy. It's like, I don't have time to, to do all that. You know, like I'll have a good time. Like when I'm playing shows and stuff, man, I'll have a couple drinks and, and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. What's on the, uh, Will Jones rider? Uh, dude, nothing right now. I need to craft one up. I'm like too nice, man. I'm like, dude, if you got some water, you know, and some tequila, uh, if you got a little something to eat, I'm good, man. We I'm gotta, we gotta put Zins on there. Definitely Zen, dude. I, I even like ended up, this is so funny, man. I was doing the Whiskey Jam parking lot party, um, a few weeks ago and like somebody took a picture of me and I was like going on stage and I always have a Zen in and I'm on stage too. And I didn't realize really even how popular they are, but everybody's on the Zen train, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a good, man, it's a great solution, but I always got a Zen in man, 24 seven when I'm singing and stuff too. And, uh, 
and I like had I was like popping a Zen in this picture, and I was like, dude, Zen's got to hook me up at some <laughs> point in time, dude. Well, well, dude, my my um have to my cheat code for the Zen stuff has been when you go to different festivals, like what they have at Whiskey Jam, is or what they what oh, they like have the booth at the or pro- whatever the booth, bro. You go, you're at you get loaded like, up ne- next year. You'll be at festivals and stuff. Yeah, send send the runner, or if yep. you want to go out and do it yourself. They, you can buy, um, so we're at, we're at festivals, it's like three, four days. Yeah. You can get three cans a day for a dollar a piece. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. That's so we really walk out of there, 12 cans for 12 bucks. Whoa. So I'll stock up during festival season. Like, I just recently- had You to, got like a stash around here, like a vault I, where there's I just, like- I just had to start buying them by the roll. <laughs> I just ran out. Just did. So I buy them by the roll down, yeah. down, the, street, down the street at MapCon. Dude, you there's get, nothing that makes you feel more like wealthy in that moment. And when you have that roll, when you walk out of that gas station with that roll of Zen, the roll of you're Zen, you're like, I'm for, good, dude. Rolls in for twenty dollars and like fifty cents or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is, bro. Yeah, you're like, and, my, it, and it is, it is cheaper than the, the yeah, than the pack and a half of cigs that I used to dude, smoke or dip or anything. And I, yeah. you know, I've I've done it all, you know. And it's like, Zen for me has been the biggest thing. It's, dude, I don't even feel like they're in. I I can drink I can drink water when they're in. I yeah, can, exactly. I can I can smoke a cigar when they're in. yeah, exactly. I I, I was eating last night. We were at that. Uh, we have you ever swallowed one? Not yet. Dude, I did one time. I swallowed like two. I had like two in because I'm a nicotine fiend, I guess. Same, right? Same. And I swallowed two. And like as soon as I did it, I dozed off and I swallowed them both. Oh. And I like felt it get like kind of warm as it was going down. And I was like, okay, what's going to happen here, right? Yeah. And then nothing happened. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I had um, jo- Josh Ross has told told stories of when we when he's swallowed Zins yeah, dude. sleeping. Like it's- yep. It's it's because you forget that it's in. I know it's so comfortable, and it's like, and you're a sixes guy as well. Yeah, I'm sticking to the. I'm a six. Uh, I'm a wintergreen guy. I'm a six. I have the coffee one sitting right here, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm usually because when you're at the festivals, you can get them for a dollar a piece. You can just get all kinds of different flavors. So I've tried a bunch of different ones. I'm usually cool mint because I was a I Cop- like cool mint. I was a Copenhagen mint guy. Yeah, yeah. That yep. was my. What was your first can of dip? That was like grizzly wintergreen. Okay, the welfare bear. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I think we used to like sneak and put it in like in in weightlifting class and stuff. Which looking back on that is gnarly. Dude. That is not the place you want. What's your be? bench? max i don't know let me try to like put this dip in that i don't yeah. even want and do it like just be feeling idiot. it yeah stupid dude yeah dude it's, it's zen zen has been great for me and it's like zen's great too because i can i can have it it's not like when you're smoking cigs you smell like cigs like you cigars smell like you smell like, like cigars we're gonna smell like smell like cigars for a but that's okay because yeah, it's a premium, it's a premium stick premium, it's a yeah. great fucking cigar exactly. um but with zins you could just pop it in it's like you're not bothering anybody around you nope. I, I don't even i don't spit them i see you don't spit them either no I just, yeah Cut them. It's just yeah, no, it's just in there. It's just easy doing its thing, baby. Doing its thing. Yeah. So, so we got um, so we got whiskey sippy. Yep, we got whiskey up. sippy coming up uh, October thirteenth. So Friday after this, uh, or whenever this is aired, I guess it'll be, this will be the day that it comes out. Yeah. So today, yes. when this comes out <laughs> today, whiskey sippy is available on all platforms. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Uh, and we'll be dude. We're going to be releasing a whole bunch of content with it and stuff like that, even for a week or two or three weeks after that. Uh, so if you get on TikTok. Instagram, Will Jones Official. Uh, you'll find me on, on all the places, man. Facebook, YouTube, all that places. And we'll, you'll see a bunch of stuff taking you to Whiskey Sippy. Modern Day Bonnie and Clyde's out now. Sedona's out in the world, and we got yeah. a bunch more coming. So Hell yeah. Yeah, just come out to the shows, man. I, I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Yeah, dude, I can't, wait to, I can't wait to get out to get The out full to a band's show fun, man. I want, and I know we can we can see it. We're spoiled here in Nashville yeah. that we can see it every Monday. And, I, and dude, it's fun, too, because like our full band show is, it's it, man, it's like, it's like rock and roll bluegrass rock and roll swampy country country damn music dude and it's just it's a riot dude it's it's a good time man it's fun 
Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm super stoked for you. It's been cool watching you, watching you getting the yeah. fu- getting the eyes on you that Appreciate you deserve, it. and you've been grinding here in town for a while, and just seeing you, you're still the same Will Jones that I met when you moved here in 2019. Yeah, man. Uh, I ain't 20, going nowhere, dude. 2020, so it's fucking awesome, man, and um, super stoked for the music to be coming out. Excited that you're working with Bart. You got the damn booking deal. Like, it's yeah. it's all coming into place, and you get to be a dad and a husband while you do all that exactly, stuff. Exactly, like, man. Yeah, no, life's really good right now, man. I, that's exactly how I feel, dude, yeah. and life is good sitting out here outside it ain't bad have, is it as we have planes we had the we had the the alert go off there we've had that, those <laughs> sirens go off it's yeah. funny we'll hear nikki and i'll be out here at night and you'll just hear the the fire station right there and you'll yeah, hear right there. you'll hear what the call is yeah like, over yeah. the speaker over the intercom man but yeah. i appreciate you coming on here dude and, i appreciate uh, you having me man hanging out being our being our test for doing this first outdoor part i think we're gonna do more of these i think this you should fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. I we'll definitely. Out here all day. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, yeah, we, we got plenty. We got a whole box. We here got cigars. cigars. <laughs> we got everything, man. We got, We're c- set. We got cigars and we got Sixers of Zin. So we are <laughs> we are good to go. But um, I'll be sure to check out our boy Will Jones. Whiskey Sippy is out now. Look him up on all the socials. If you're here in Nashville, get out to a Monday night show. Watch Will and the boys play over at the local. And out on the road, look up. Um, you got a website? Yeah. So I think it's all linked through like my my Instagram and stuff too, like directly to shows and uh, all the ticket links too. We yeah, boy named Banjo. I forgot we're doing a few nights with them. Oh, Still, fuck yeah. Still Woods. Dude, uh, that's awesome. Ricky Skaggs Hell on top yeah. of the Ashley stuff and everything else. So yeah, look at get up on my socials is a is a really good way to kind of link you to everything, man. Hell yeah. Well, y'all be sure to follow our boy Will Jones and um, stream the hell out of his music because yeah. it is damn good as country damn music. Country damn is. music, dude. And it is damn good. Appreciate y'all watching this episode of Outside the Round. Shout out to our friends, Big Friendly Productions, Whale Tail Media, Saxman Studios. You want to find out more about us, visit RageRide.com. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And we will see you next time. For my boy Will, I'm Matt Burrell. This has been Outside the Round. One place for too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve They usually just make them leave